Alright, Rabbi say good morning. Let us begin. So we are picking up today, continuing in Os Samich Vav in Sitka Satzadik. Let's pick up on page Kuf Samich Beis. In the Bi'uriach Asidos, on the right-hand column, the second, the second paragraph down. So remember again, yesterday, the Rebbe introduced us to a really fascinating concept. The idea that even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu has something positive, some type of bracha in store for an individual, the only way to truly actualize that bracha is through tefillah, which is really a, a really profound idea. Because even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu decreed that something positive, that something wonderful is supposed to occur, at the end of the day, if I do not activate that reality through tefillah, it will not happen. And we explained... We explained that the logic behind that is that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me brachos, in whatever form they may be, the power of those brachos is the ability for them to create and to forge meaningful relationship with Hashem. But the brachos only create and forge meaningful relationship with Hashem if I acknowledge that they are in fact from Hashem. And the way I acknowledge that the blessings I have in life are from the Ribbono Shalom is through tefillah. By davening to Hashem for the things that I need, by thanking Hashem for the things that I have received, I acknowledge that all comes from above. So to get bracha without tefillah, says Reb Tzadik, undermines the entire purpose of bracha. It's very important that everything in life is about relationship with Hashem. Everything in life. And the goal and the purpose of everything in life is to create a relationship with the Ribbono Shalom. So the moment that bracha doesn't create relationship is the moment that bracha is not really worth all that much. He, so the Rebbe brought Raya's from this from, from Eliyahu Hanavi. So take a look, take a look and on page Kuf Samech Beis. Take a look at page second paragraph, right hand side. This is truly beautiful. So Meir quotes over here a fascinating Gemara Nashana. Both say the truth is the Gemara. Well, let's take a look. The Gemara says the Gzardin shall Adam who nichtav berashashana benechtam biyom hakipurim. So both say this is actually an interesting discussion in general. The Gemara has about about when a person is judged. So the one, one school of thought, which is the predominant school of thought, says man is judged on Rosh Hashanah and his judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. There happens to be a second opinion, which we'll, which we'll touch on as well, though we're not going to spend too much time on it, that Adam Nidon Bechoyom, that a person is judged each and every day. Every day has its own independent judgment. So look what the Rebbe says. So he says, the Adam, so we'll say, remember again, that a person is judged or his in his decree is written on Rosh Hashanah and is sealed on Yom Kippur. And I will say, now think about this for just a moment. If that's true, if that's true, that I'm judged on Rosh Hashanah and then I'm sealed on Yom Kippur, then what don't I have to do? Davin. <laughs> What have I daven for? In other words, if everything is decreed, I mean, I have to daven maybe Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Aser, Simei Yom Kippur. Obviously, I'm going to have to daven leading up to that judgment. But at the end of the day, if judgment is truly signed and sealed on Yom Im Noraim, then where lies the power of tefillah for the rest of the year? 
Everything is already decided. So look what the Rebbe says. He says, Lo cholkim al hagidola, tiknu es seder hatfilos, now, even Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir will agree that a person has to daven Shemona Esra every day. Aye, but what about the fact that I already, again, judgment has been sealed on Yom Kippur? If judgment has been sealed on Yom Kippur, then why do I have to daven each and every day? I'll tell you why, says the Gemara. Elo shaladaitam mispalalim gam alma shekvar nigzab rashashana. Suppose this is incredible. Because even Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir will agree that even if we accept the theological construct that all is decided on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and comes Yom Kippur, the Gzardin is sealed. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda will still say, you still have to dive in each and every day. Why? To bring the good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has decreed for you to fruition. Because there is no such thing as experiencing bracha in this world without tefillah. Tefillah is there to activate the bracha. So it could very well be that HaKadosh Baruch Hu decreed it. He decreed it, signed and sealed. But at the end of the day, without tefillah, you cannot bring it into the realm of reality. Mishim shenetreches ha-tefillah. Ha-tefillah kadeh lahotzi es ha-gzardin hatov. Tefillah is necessary in order to bring things into reality. People say it's such an incredible idea. It, if you think about this, it's, it's so profound because what Rabbi Tzadik is saying is like this. A person could have a whole life of bracha waiting for them at their fingertips. But without tefillah to make it into a reality, that bracha remains Dormant. So I, we believe, we believe the Hashem always judges us favorably. So I can have a beautiful and favorable judgment on Yom Kippur, but at the end of the day, how much bracha do we leave on the table? Right? How much bracha do we leave on the table, says Rabbi Tzaddik, because I'm not davening, or because I'm not davening in the way that I could be davening. Tefillah is the way that I claim the bracha that has already been allocated to me. But you can't get it unless you pray for it. Such an incredible yisod. He goes on, Rabbi goes on. I'll also point out that there's, that there's another fascinating idea, which of course is that as much as there is a gizardin, you know, in, in general, one of the hardest things to kind of wrap our head around, sometimes with Yamim Noraim is, so there's a judgment on, on Rosh Hashanah, it's sealed on Yom Kippur, but is there the ability to alter that judgment? Right? The ability to alter that judgment. And if there is the ability to alter the judgment, then what's the point of the judgment? And if there is no ability to go ahead and alter the judgment, I understand why I have to dive in to go ahead and claim the brachas. But does tefillah help to change chasashom if there were negative decrees? So just as an aside, the answer to all of that is yes. Tefillah always helps to alter everything, even if there was a gzardin. Because remember, again, the way we look at it is, gzardin, a decree, ultimately, again, is meaningful because it reflects where I am at the time the decree was handed down. But Lamaise, if a person chooses to change themselves, then it's possible sometimes, you know, I'll give you a good muscle. It's kind of like tax law, right? Meaning, if you go ahead and you earn X amount of money, now, let's say a person earns uh, 
$50,000. The person earns $50,000, they're taxed at a certain rate. If Baruch Hashem, you do well, and you earn more money, and now you earn $100,000, so you're in a different tax bracket. Have the tax laws changed? Have the tax laws changed? No. What's changed? Your personal circumstances. So it's a good muscle for how it works with the Ribbon Shalom as well. The Havdil, Aleph, Afer, Bibi, Abdullah. But it's a good muscle nevertheless. You understand? Which is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me a Gzardin. He gives me a decree. Bein Latov, Bein Shalom. That's the decree. That decree applies to me based on where I'm holding. But if I change myself, if I change myself, I put myself in a different bracket. It's not the Pshat that HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed his mind. It's not the Pshat that HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed his decree. Just the decree that was handed down was for me in a certain place. If I move myself somewhere else, then by definition, just the original decree doesn't apply to me. The original, right? The taxes on $100,000 are different than the taxes on $50,000. And at the end of the tax law hasn't changed. My personal circumstances have changed. So what you see over here is, so obviously tefillah has the ability to change us. But what Rabbi Tzaddik is highlighting over here is even if we accept the premise that everything is sealed and decreed on Yamim no Rayim, at the end of the day, don't leave bracha on the table. And if I don't daven in order to forge a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I don't get the bracha. And I say, think about this. It could be that we go through life with so much bracha that is waiting to be claimed by us. Just perhaps because I'm not dialoguing with the Ribbono Shal Olam, I'm not getting it. Because remember again, looping back and what this will stop, the whole point of the bracha is to forge relationship. And the only way the bracha forges relationship with Hashem, if it's accessed through the portal of tefillah, because it's tefillah that says, I know this comes from you, I know it's only from you, and I thank you. If I'm not, if the, if the bracha doesn't create dialogical and relationship connection, then ultimately again, the bracha remains unclaimed. So it says that the person could have a whole lifetime of bracha and bounty waiting for them, but it only becomes yours if you claim it through tefillah. Otherwise, we have to stop over here. We'll pick up in Mirat Hashem tomorrow.